0: In this week's Parsha, Chayasara, in the fourth Sikha of Chayasara in volume fifteen, the Rebbe stops on the verse that says that Avram added and took a wife and her name was Keturah. And Rashi brings down that Keturah is Hagar, it's the same person Hagar. And why was she why is she being called here with the name Keturah? Because her actions were her actions were beautiful, like khituras, just like incense. It smells good; it's a great pleasantness. So too, her actions were pleasant. And she another quality is why she's called Keturah is because she tied up her openings not to be intimate with any other person for, since the day that she separated from Avram. So the Rebbe asked a few questions on this. First of all, what's the proof to Rashi on a simple, technical, on, on the literal level that Keturah is Hagar. And on the contrary, when it says, Yosef, that he added, you would think that he added, took an addition, means it's a different wife. So what's Rashi? Where's Rashi's proof that it's on the simple level that it means that Keturah is Hagar? Second question is that when it, Rashi says two explanations, but he says, and, instead of saying another and separate, he says, the, Nikras instead of saying Davaracha like the, like the Medish, which is his source says. So we have to understand, where does Rashi get this on a simple level that it's actually two reasons, but not two different explanations? A third question is, which is a question that many Mepharshim ask on the verse where when Avram sent away Hagar and Yishmael over there, it says Vatelach Vatesa that they went and they got they, and they got kind of lost for blungeon. Rashi says there that where did they go? Where did they get lost? They went. She went back to the ways of her father of idol worship. In that case, how could Rashi say that her actions were nice and pleasant? So to explain this, he, he, he the Rebbe explains that you have to, Rashi was forced; he was compelled to say that Keturah is Hagar. Because every normal person would, would ask this question, what happened to Hagar? Hakim Avram was able to use his power of influence to convince everybody to do Teshuvah, to repent. But when it came to his own family, he wasn't able to get them to do Teshuvah. And she told the point that she goes back to her father's ways of, of idol worship. So we must say that that's why Rashi says that Keturah is Hagar. Not just he hugger, but he emphasized that it is Hagar. This is the Hagar. Even though she may have gone temporarily that to your father's idol worship she's and this is the person who did teshuva that's the emphasis also on the word zuhagar and not using the words hehagar Rashi couldn't be satisfied with this reason alone because that her actions were nice and smelled like a because at the end of the day, she did go back to idol worship after the, she was a uh, a So that's why Rashi brings down a second reason that she was a tzenua, that even though Avram was a Tsunua, but Tachlis, he was a, an unbelievable modest person. Nevertheless, because her actions were not, her actions were that she Tied herself up not to be with intimate with anybody else. You have to say also that reason because otherwise it would be difficult to say just to be that her ashes were smelled nice because she did go back to idol worship. That's a Rasha brings down that. And now he says that that the name Keturah is also is is a hinted to by the name of Hagar that she did repentance. This helps us understand a few difficulties according to Chassidus. Number one. This, how do you explain, according to Chassidus that Keturah is Hagar? Uh, how do you say the word Vayyosef? There was an addition that he added. Even though her name, and that her name was Keturah is Hagar, what's the secret part? In the simple level, we don't say that it's a problem because when it says Vayasev, he took a new level of marriage. Like we know that the first time he took Hagar, she was only a shifcha, which is like a bondswoman or, or a handmaid. And here he takes her back as a Isha, but it still says here a few verses later that when it came to the inheritance, he gives out the lands, but not as inheritance. He gives them gifts, but he calls them six verses later. He says they're the Bnei hapilegish. They're, the dar- they're the sons, the six sons he has now with, her, with Keturah. They're the sons of the Pelegesh. And the only difference of Pelegesh and a real full wife is, is that a full wife has a Ksuba and a Pelegesh doesn't have a Ksuba. So now she's like a free woman. It's a different level. So but in the simple level, you could say that Vayik Vayasev Avraham and he took another wife means he took her back on a new level of wife. But how do you explain this according to Chassidus of what, what it means, Vayasev, that he took an addition. The second question is that why... Do we say, compare her actions, her nice smelling actions, specifically to Torah, to the incense? And the third question is, why does do we emphasize the whole story of her tshuva specifically to here in this context here? So Chasidis explains that you have to, the only way to understand this is the power that Avram had from after he was circumcised. Before he was circumcised, his name was Avram, which means Av, which is elevated. Rum, he's like separated. He's so, so high that he's detached from the people. He's But then when, when he came Avraham after the, the Bris, he came the Avamon Gaim, became the father of all the nations, meaning he now has a connection to the nations. In other words, when Sarah was working on people to convert people, she only was able to deal with people that were from the level of Klippas Noiga, which is a level that has a mixture of Taiv and Ra. So if there's a mixture of Taiv and Ra, she was able to separate them out from the type But if it was a level where you can't see any Taiv any revealed way, she couldn't do do it to the point that she says, Send them away because she couldn't handle handle on it to elevate them. But Avram, through having a of a vayyisaf Avram, in this addition, he was able to bring back even a person like Hagar and Ishmael, get them to do tshuva. Which, by the way, we see it in a couple places. In that that Yishmael came back to the scene, we see that he did tshuva. We see it in the the story of the Akedah that it says that there was of Ita and Rashi it says that the two lads was Elazar. Yishmael so we see he came back to the scene already we also write Rebbe brings in a, in a footnote also that by, by the funeral of Avram it says that who that who buried Avram it was Yitzhak and Yishmael and the fact that it says Yitzchok first is a sign that Yishmael did Shuvah and let Yitzchok first so again you see he came back but who was able to do this only Avram with his extra powers that he had in Vayosef to the point that he had this Hesafah of Avram and he took this addition, this extra power was even able to turn over, like we say to turn over Zdenes, Kazachias, sins into merits. and this is the explanation to the, these three points, of Avram is that he took, he was, was able to turn over the, psalis, the, the the things that you can't touch, like the Aben HaYosef HaShem Li Ben Achar to turn the Achar into a ben. And this addition could happen whether it's in the world it's an addition or whether it's an addition for Avram itself, because when Avram reaches a level of God's essence, he was able to convert over somebody that had complete sins in the three impure clippas and bring them back to Chuba to bring them back to holiness. The why do we compare it to the Ketores to the incense? Because her deeds were like the incense, just like the eleven incense of the Ketores is that we bring it in the base of Mikas, Yudal money Maniaktais is to turn over and transform the the eleven and crowns of impurity. Why do we bring down this idea of teshuva specifically in this story when he takes a new husband and a new wife? It's because the whole point of taking a new wife is to be able to be fruitful and multiply and, and procreate, to multiply. And this idea is the whole idea of marrying which is the idea to make a teshuva, to bring a new child into this world. Then, this And the connection to this, Rebbe the Rebbe explains a wondrous Talmud where it had the story of the son, the, the Rebbe was sitting with his nephews. He tried to get them to open up and talk and he quotes a verse, this verse, La Yosef Avram, an addition happened to Avram, and he took a wife, and her name was Yochani. Why did he say the name? And they said, "No, it's not Yochani. It's 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 Keturah." And he says, "Ah, you guys are like Bnei Keturah." The Rebbe asks a couple questions on the story, but then he basically explains the idea of the story that he picked the name Yochani because Yochani represents the story in the, in another Talmud where it speaks there that that she took uh, that that there was a a sorcerer who tried to make tr- tricks she, she did magic that to, not to let the women give birth and then when they were screaming in so much pain she would pray and then she would undo the sorcery and then they would be able to have a child so you see she did this kind of magic and to show herself that she, her prayers work to bring miracles so another thing is Yochani is connected to miracles Gemara says that if you have a dream of the name Yochanan you know that there's double miracles happening here so again you see the idea that Yochanan is connected to being fruitful and the idea of miracles and that lady who did the sorcery she her name was Bas So the point is that sometimes when you bring fruitful and multiply you're actually making an addition to that to, to bring another person to the point that, that person could become your child as we say You could say it's like you brought birth to this person into the world or you could say you actually brought the birth into this world and he brings from the verse where it says that these are the offsprings of Aaron and Moshe. And then the Torah enumerates only the children of Aaron. So Rashi says, because why does it say these are the offsprings of Moshe and Aaron if you're only going to list off Aaron's kids? So he says, because it's Moshe taught them Torah as if it's his children. And the next Rashi says, where it says, that this was the day God spoke to Moshe. He says he made them actually his children. Because if you teach somebody from new Torah and you make a person to a new student they become your actual child if you get somebody to grow in their studies then they're as if they're your child so the lesson here was what Tarfan tells to his nephews I want to open you up to now become susceptible to be able to learn Torah and have an understanding I don't want you to stay quiet over here how could I do this let me show you similar the way it is by Avram just like well Yisav Avram Avram had a he, he had the idea of an addition in his life that he was now able to do an extra powerful thing to bring offsprings into this world with this person Keturah. So too, you will be able to do this. And then he concludes with a Rambam. That the Rambam says that the children of Keturah also needed to have a bris. Because what's the whole idea of a bris? A bris is the idea of Mila is a Ashamaima, which has the end letters of yud Vavke, which is the idea of going higher than the norm, higher than Ishtar And that's the way to bring an offspring into the world of learning Torah in a way, teaching Torah in a way of offspring in a way without any calculations of Ishtar. As Avram did with the children of Keturah, that he brought him this addition into this world of the offsprings of Torah.